Good day to you and yours. A very happy week 15 of the NFL here. Only three more weeks of the NFL season, and then we have the playoffs. I want to quickly thank both JJ and Yanni from the Bet Crushers for coming on. They've been on countless times here this season, breaking down games, going through a bunch of the angles. They've probably been on, I don't know, six, seven, eight times this season. We're going to hope to continue that going on into the playoffs. Also want to mention, now that it's you know holiday season, playoffs, there's so many standalone games. We've got Two Saturday games week 15. I think there's three Saturday games week 16. Sunday night games, unfortunately, no more Thursday night games. Maybe that's a good thing. And then all the playoff games. My goal, and maybe a lofty goal, is to have our halftime streams for each and every standalone game. So that'll be two this week on Saturday. We'll have Sunday night. We might miss a couple here and there if someone's, you know, feeling under the weather, feeling a little bit hungover, or, you know, something like that. But that's a goal, lofty goal. We actually hit both halftime plays last night. Can that losing streak came to an end last night with uh, Raiders in the second half covering a half point, as well as the over, which somehow got there. Anthony Lynn almost willed it into the ground, but the second half over got there courtesy of overtime because neither team could figure out what they wanted to do, Chargers and Raiders. Both teams not going to the playoffs, but hopefully uh, Justin Herbert, stud, can get a better coach next year. I know that Anthony Lynn will not be there. So tune in. You could just pull up our Twitter account, wager underscore rager. Thanks to all the followers there. Pull it up on YouTube. Just type in Wager Rager, and you'll find our YouTube page every halftime. Tune in there. Facebook as well. Facebook, you can just type in Wager Rager. We don't have a lot of updates there, but anytime that it goes live, any posts, it's up there as well. So just type it in and make some money here in the playoffs. I, I feel a late season and a playoff heater coming in here. The halftime streams are always fun. Sometimes it's on the weekend. There's a couple, you know, cervezas or eggnogs. Eggnogs, is that a thing? An eggnog drink or two involved. So I'm looking forward to it. But without further ado, here is JJ and Yanni from Bet Crushers. Where should we go next? Should we do uh, San Fran and Dallas? Both teams technically in contention still. Dallas, I guess they still could win the NFC East. Anybody could win the NFC East if you have a pulse. <laughs> San Francisco yep. 49ers are what? Three-point favorites? Yeah, three points across the board. I mean, juice the same everywhere, too. It's rare that you see this. Over-under, also across the board, 45 right now. Dallas playing for, I guess, everything. San Francisco, they're not going to give up that easily, right? Kyle Shanahan going into Dallas. Yanni, what are you thinking here? Well, this is my favorite play of the week, so I'll start with that. Okay. And, okay. Uh, you know, I, I, you, you've probably picked up. I'm not a believer in Dallas as well. Nobody has <laughs> a believer in Dallas, <laughs> but you know, to me, this game is all about two things here: personnel matchups and coaching, right? And, and which team matches up better? Which team has the better coaching? I don't think anybody's going to argue that that San Francisco coaching staff it, it has the ability to coach circles around that Dallas coaching staff. I locked this one and it opened at minus two. I, I think I, I opened or booked it at minus two and a half, but I figured that the public would probably get on San Francisco. So you can look at this and say that this is a little bit of a square play, but to me, there's nothing square about this play. This is a complete mismatch. When you look at that Dallas defense and how their inability to stop the run in particular, they've gotten gashed. And look, they get gashed in the passing game too. But I'm talking about the run. And you look at the zone running scheme that Kyle Shanahan runs there. I don't care if it's Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Cole. I don't care who's in the backfield there. Somebody or multiple running backs for San Francisco are going to have huge games in this yeah. ball game. 
And when you flip it over, even with the losses of Nick Bosa and, and Solomon Thomas, I, I mean, they've lost big names on that defensive line. With that Dallas offensive line still trying to piece together with the injuries that they have, there's still enough in that front seven of San Francisco to really shut them down. And I think now at this point, the strength of that San Francisco defense has now shifted to their secondary. You know, they got Richard Sherman back. Jason Barrett's playing pretty well. I think they can kind of somewhat lock up the, you know, the Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lambs, Michael Gallup's there. So I don't see, I don't see the Cowboys scoring much in this game. I don't see them able to move the ball that well. I don't see any Dalton necessarily having a great game here. What I do see is San Francisco bullying the crap out of them on the offensive side of the ball. I just think they're going to run it down their throat. You know, I know San Francisco obviously has lost a couple of back-to-back games. We know they're missing, you know, Garoppolo. We know George Kittle's not playing. We know all that. But this team has won some games with less of a roster than they have going into this one. So I like them matching up in this one. I literally think this is one where they flat out just punch Dallas in the mouth. I think if they can get up early, Dallas just, you know, they're going to roll over and die in this game. So getting this at a field goal or less, I love it. Love San Francisco here. Couldn't have said it any better. I think you've uh, convinced me here. I mean, I, I don't think you need to say anything else. Dallas run success rate, they're, they're one of the worst, like in terms of defensive run success rate. They're one of the worst in the NFL. The only team's worse, Buffalo, which I guess that's something to keep an eye on, you know, as we head in the playoffs, Minnesota, Detroit. Dallas is awful. JJ, I think he's convinced me. I'm kind of pissed that I missed the two and a half. I'm sure you got it at two and a half. Me too. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm in at three. I'm in at three, and I'm now I'm looking at minus ten is plus two thirty five. Minus eleven is plus. I love the alt spread angles. I do like I know. It, especially. No, I'm just sticking with mismatch. minus three. I'm just gonna stick. <laughs> but hey, where there's such a mismatch, you know, just because they're going on the road doesn't mean anything. I guess the Cowboys that have some bullshit fans in the stadium there, it doesn't matter. I think they come in, they punch them in the mouth. Maybe they're Niners fans, anyways. Yeah, could take a look at at some some rushing prop totals and do that. Maybe with Mostert, let's see what they come out at on the weekend. But I I really like this. I don't think San Francisco, you know, makes the playoffs. They'd have to run the table and get help, but they're not giving up. And Kyle Shanahan will have that team. Back- it's all coaching. It's yeah, all coaching. Yanni's right. I mean, this is it's one of the best coach teams in the NFL. They just had so many injuries that you it's can't insane. really overcome. Yeah. It. Yep. Great roster, great coaching. Sometimes it just doesn't stack together. They'll be back. I don't know if they're gonna have all of their coaches back next year. We'll see, you know, how many of them get plucked to other teams, but let's see what happens. I, I love that play. And if you want to look at alt spreads, you can take a look at the alt spreads because I think that it is such a big mismatch. All right, where should we go next? I know um, Chicago and Minnesota, you guys were talking about that. That's not even something that I consider. Like, there's so many games right now, and there's no bye weeks. And, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on, on certain games. I've just breezed over some games. Sometimes you can't breeze over the games that you just want to breeze over. Chicago, Minnesota is one of those boring NFC North matchups. You know that it's always like a point spread of three over under 47. That's what we have here, three, three and a half some books. Over under 47. Yanni, you have an angle that you really like here. What is it? Yeah, I like the over. It's it's sitting at 47 right now, so you're kind of stuck at a key number there, which I guess gives you a little bit of protection if you want to look at it that way. But there's a couple things I like here. First of all, Vikings at home put up points. They, they flat out do. I think I've got it here. Vikes are 7-1 and one, the over in their last eight home games. So they're, they're going over. They're scoring points at home. 
Obviously, their defense is not great. They played a little bit better as of late, but I think this Bears team, as crazy as it sounds, they're better with Mitch Trubisky playing quarterback. I, I, I agree. Yeah, crazy to say that because I and Mitch takes a lot of heat and probably rightly so, but he's moving that team. The offense is having more success with him in there. He's got a good rapport with Allen Robinson. They've been running the ball a little bit better. He actually gives them the threat of a run at the quarterback position there. Yep. So I think the Bears, yeah, I, I like the Bears to do enough here to get points. I, I, to me, there's no doubt Minnesota is going to score points in this game. They score points a lot at home. They actually thrashed the Bears when they played a few weeks ago. They put up 400 yards and, you know, to the Bears 150. I see the same thing, except I see the Bears actually putting up some yards and points this time. So 47 in today's NFL is a relatively low total, or, or I guess you could call it an average total. I think Minnesota's an above-average over team, certainly at home. I think the Bears are improved. You don't have to worry about the elements. These teams are both kind of fighting for their playoff lives, so we know they're, they're going to be competing there. We think they're going to be competing there. I, I like the over here. I think it's going to hit. Yes, I agree. Both teams, six and seven, must win game. It's basically a playoff game here in the NFC North. Yards per play, is Minnesota still at the top? No, 6.1. Kansas City, 6.6 yards per play. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to bet against the Vikes in this spot at home. We know that they can move the ball at home. Chicago, I entirely agree. They need Mitch at quarterback. He can extend the play. Is he good? No, he's, he's still a, a bottom-tier quarterback. He's, he's still probably, of all the starters in the NFL, bottom five to ten. There's a reason why he was replaced by Foles. It just wasn't because Mitch was hurt. It's because, you know, they don't actually trust him, but I think that they need to but play they went him in back to him. Went back so to him because you? Foles, Foles didn't work out. Foles got yeah. hurt, and then Foles didn't work out. Right. Um, yeah, so over under 47. I think the, the average over under this year has been, what, 49 and a half, 50, 50 and a half, perhaps. Sure. It's probably coming down a little bit more if we have some of these weather games and snow games and don't get me started on weather games because I was going to bet. No, I was definitely going to bet the the over in the Baltimore Cleveland game this past Monday. And then there were threats of wind. It was like I'm just going to lay off. Wind my ass. <laughs> yeah, wind yeah. my ass. There was like a hundred points of the game, forty seven forty two. Quarterback shit his pants, and I still didn't have the balls to bet the over. Like a quarterback shit himself, and there's still a hundred points in the game. <laughs> Came <laughs> I mean, back to win it. Yeah. <laughs> So as you can tell, I'm a little bit bitter there. That has nothing to do with Minnesota and Chicago, but I think this is it here. I think Minnesota wins this game also. I don't know if I'm going to play this game. Have you guys played this yet at, at a three-point spread? I have not. I do think that the play is Minnesota. If you are going to play the side here, I, I don't trust the Bears, even though they're playing better uh, with Trubisky the last couple of weeks here. I don't trust them. I think Minnesota at home gets it done. Um, but to be honest with you, I like the the total – substantially better than the actual spread play here. I like both. I'm not going to lie, but, but I definitely like the the total ahead of, of the actual Viking spread. Total is probably safer just in case it's like a 28, you know, I don't know, 28, 20 final or something like that, but you would hit both. I mean, in what world? Cause I just kind of shit on that play right there. In what world does this not get over? I guess it would be Mitch and Chicago struggle to move the ball and they only put up like a 17 spot. Yeah, it's a 28, but 17 I mean, final Montgomery. They, yeah. they can, they can run on Minnesota. 
I mean, I, they, they're not yeah. one-dimensional. It's not all. It doesn't all have to be Trubisky. Chicago should get to 20, 21. They've been putting up 23 last few weeks. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Some in garbage time, but some actually like real points. Like they were scoring last week. Yeah, Something I mean, it's a divisional offensively. A divisional yeah, game. D- divisional game. Mitch Trubisky has done well against two teams in his career, the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. So, yep. yeah. and, and, you know, and keep in mind the Vikings defense, you know, the first few go rounds with Trubisky was, was fairly stout. So, better, better, you know, yeah. for him to, to play fairly well against them, I mean, that, that says something there. This Vikings defense is not stout. Uh, you know, they're mediocre at best. I think they're a bottom tier defense. So, you know, we're, we're looking at, like we said, if the bears get to 21 here, 2021, this game should go over for sure. It should definitely go over 31, 21. That's fine. I agree. Mitchell Trubisky could be our next Jameis Winston. If here's the situation with the Vikings, they're not really going to stop you. They're not going to really, you know, but they could generate turnouts, it, turnovers. If we get these turnovers from Trubisky, points you know, machine, these, him and Jameis, it, yeah. it could be. He could exactly. be. We it just we need him. Points. Yeah, yeah. We need to develop this relationship and yep. get Trubisky yeah. overs from here on out. Yeah, don't care how you get the points. It could be pick sixes. It could be fumble right. return six. It could be a touchdown score, scoring baby. on his own. Just just score somehow. Get although, them over. Although the only that I would say the biggest anti. Or the biggest under is Dan Bailey. We got to be we got to be a little cautious about him not pulling his weight. So what is it with Minnesota and kickers? I mean, the NFL didn't have a good week for kicking last week. Like, no, it, it was the actually Jets guy. What awful. was with that? Yeah, Jets guy got pulled out of the stands or didn't get pulled out of the stands because you can't have fans. But they pulled him from somewhere. He, he needs contest. to go back. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. just kicking I mean, is f- bad. Yeah, he looked like he didn't belong there, and I felt I kind of felt bad for him. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's one thing for these guys to miss a kick, but he missed a couple of those so far to the right. He was like, geez, man. They, what are you doing? they weren't that far. They were <laughs> yeah. really that far. Yeah. 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 Not a good week for kickers. You know that Minnesota is going to miss out on a playoff spot by some just kicking debacle in week 17. Like Arizona is going to leave the door Bummer. open for him week 17, and then Minnesota is going to fail again. I'm going to laugh, but uh, hopefully I'm laughing to the Me window too. here with this over 47. I'm going to put it in as soon as we wrap up here. There's a bunch of other games on the board here. I have have leans on games that I haven't necessarily taken. Like I, I lean Seattle at four, four and a half. They're, they're now at five, five and a half against Washington. We don't know who's playing quarterback for Washington. I think Alex Smith is going to be out. Are we going with Haskins? And I guess that's why you should bet Seattle in this spot. <laughs> Haskins is not good. No. Haskins is awful. Maybe I do talk myself into Seattle. Um, well, Gibson's Gibson. You got to watch out whether he's going to play or not. I mean, if he's out, that that's certainly a thing helps the too. case. That's a, yeah. should we look at Seattle's defense isn't good. Should we look at a Washington team total under? It scares me a little bit. Seattle's defense has gotten a little bit better in recent weeks. That that's an angle to to consider. Washington's defense is is really developing into be yeah. If they very had, formidable. I agree. If they had any kind of an offense, I'd say Washington should take this division. And they they still could take this division, which leads us to our primetime game. Cleveland and New York Giants. I don't know how this got inserted in a primetime, but both teams are right there. Both teams are right there. I mean, Giants are what? Uh leading the no they're, they're one game back in the division because they're five and eight right now but they they have a path especially with washington not knowing not having a quarterback 
the Giants are what five point underdogs at home. Cleveland coming off of that that incredible game on Monday night, short week going into the Meadowlands here. Is it a letdown spot for Cleveland? If I had to bet anything, I would take the Giants at five. Am I scared to do so? Yes, 100%. Don't like Daniel Jones. Have you guys played this at all here, Yanni? I have not, but I agree with everything you just said there. And there is a question of whether or not Daniel Jones is going to play. And I mentioned a couple weeks ago when they were playing Seattle, and I said if Colt McCoy plays, I'm taking I'm taking the Giants because I actually trust him more than I do Daniel Jones. Definitely. The same thing holds true for me in this game. Um, if McCoy's announced a starter, I'm probably going to take the five. And I know that sounds ridiculous. It sounds crazy, but I'll probably take it. Um, I just, like you said, it's a letdown spot for Cleveland. You know, I watched a lot of the follow-up to that game and people were like, oh, you know, the Browns lost, but man, they've arrived and Baker Mayfield, you know, he's just, he's the next Patrick Mahomes now. And, you know, and, and you're hearing all that noise. It's like slow and, down a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, let's, let's slow it down. I mean, yeah. he's, he's had a couple nice games. I, I give the guy credit, you know, their offense has been rolling. I think Nick Chubb's probably the most underrated player in the league. I mean, that he's an absolute freaking beast. That guy's awesome. But I just, yeah. I, I like this Giants defense. I really like them. And when the Browns go on the road, and I know they proved me wrong this year, but generally speaking on the road, Mayfield doesn't play well. You know, they're going on the road here, a little bit of a letdown situation against a good defense. I would probably take the five points in what I think is probably going to end up being a field goal game. That's that's my take. Now, again, I'll probably wait to see who quarterback is. I don't know if I'll get in on this game or not, but I can tell you I definitely won't be siding with the Browns on this. I think you talked me through it, talked me into it there. I'm looking up the weather here. It's a Sunday night game in the Northeast. I know it's snowing right now. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be nice on Sunday night. Probably going to have a cold game. Giants playing for everything. Let's see, Sunday night, it's not going to be too, too bad. 29 degrees is low. It's better than the sleet that's fucking hitting my window right now. Um, Baker Mayfield going on the road. I agree with you. Let's see what happens. We've seen what that offense does in some of these weather games. It does say there's a chance of rain on, on Sunday night. Keep that in mind. I mean, in these weather games, they, they haven't looked good. I mean, there was a 16 to six loss. I know that there was a lot of wind there. There was actually wind in that game. And then once they, they climbed out of those three consecutive shitty weather games, that offense started clicking giants are one of the best defenses that they've seen in a little bit. I know that the Ravens defense was a little bit higher on about four or six weeks back, not as high on them. Now, big fan of Stefanski. I think that if I had to take a side in this, I'd take the points. I'm going to watch the weather. I'm going to watch to see who's playing quarterback, and I'm probably going to end up with the home dog, the New York Giants five and eight home dog. JJ, how's that sound? Five point underdog with a five win team, Sunday Night Football. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'd take the points. Yeah, I, I I feel I feel very lukewarm non-committal about this game so do i over under 44 i'm probably not going to do anything with that either i'll take a look at what the team totals are as well but i I definitely want to see who's who's playing it's shocking to me that this is the sunday night football game and i think it got flexed into it right like something got flexed out yeah Yeah. they flexed into it but you know if you think about it though you got two teams kind of fighting for the playoffs here so it, it, it makes sense despite the fact we might have colt mccoy uh you know playing against that browns team but you know we'll see 
People love Former the Browns. Former team revenge. Yeah, people revenge. love the Browns. Primetime, you know, huge market with New York City. You, you got to put the Giants into a Sunday night game where you can, and this is it. They're still in contention here in mid to late December with a record that's three games under 500. Crazy. Is there anything I missed, guys? I know that we were talking about uh, – the Titans, maybe team total over. That's probably off the board right now because uh, what? There's some quarterback questions in Detroit. Anything else I missed? No. You you mentioned the Titans team total. I I earlier it was posted at thirty and a half. Um, I I think they're going to score as much as they want to score in that game. So uh, you know I'm I'm comfortable taking that, or I've already taken that, and, and you know I may even depending upon what it comes back at, look at at that even further, but. Um, other than that, I, you touched on all the games that, that I have interest in and, you know, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I think these games, the one thing we keep saying week after week is it's so you've got to get away from just looking at the spreads now, you know, it used to yeah. be when you look at betting these games, you look at the spreads, maybe the total and the way that this season's going, it's just, it's hard to do that. In my opinion, I think you got to find different angles, whether it's a team total, whether it's a teaser, whatever that might be. Um, so, you know, I think that's kind of the key here is really digging in. It's, it's no longer a, Hey, this team's pretty good on the road. We're going to take the points. It's just not how, not how the NFL league goes in 2020. Yeah. Because these lines are so sharp. There's so many sports books out there. It's so competitive that these lines are as sharp as can be. You have to look at team totals. You have to look at props and that's why all of your player props are so valuable. You have to look at, I mean, sometimes you have to break it down into first half, second halves. Like I know that we've been playing at times some like third quarter uh, spreads and things of that nature. Like if you like Kyle Shanahan adjusting, I mean, that might even be something to look at this week. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, take a look at the Niners in the third quarter. I mean, just, just take a look at all of them. Sometimes you'll, you'll know, you'll, you'll put together a thought process and it doesn't exactly hit, but you, you really got to dig in and you can't just say, all right, well, this game's, you know, 13 point spread and they're going to hit that with the Steelers. Maybe they do. And perhaps they even win by 30 and win the game 30 to three, but it's not that easy this time of the season so sharp and it's going to get sharper as we go into the playoffs but i'm looking forward to the playoffs for sure only a couple weeks away also which is crazy right we got what two three weeks of the playoffs so all right guys uh bet crushers uh more articles coming out this week what dfs player props sides all that good stuff Get them all out dfs articles out we'll have a couple uh game plays and we'll get the props out as soon as they are posted very nice. JJ, hopefully we uh, survive this snowstorm up here, snow and sleet storm. Yanni, enjoy your 80 degrees and, and sun, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, I appreciate it. We'll talk real soon. All right, thanks. Appreciate it.